Thank you for listening to this talk, produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hi, my name is Rebecca Evans and I am the Gallery's Curator of Decorative Arts and Design. I'd like to start this lunchtime talk by acknowledging that I am in fact standing on Ghana land and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Um, I'm currently standing in the Elder Wing of Australian Art um, in Gallery 2 and we are pre-recording our lunchtime talk so that you can still enjoy and hear all about the Gallery's collection. Um, it is a delight to have the gallery open again and to have the gallery open again so you can all see and engage with our magnificent collection. Now, while the gallery was closed over the last couple of months, we have in fact done quite a large number of changeovers, uh, especially through the Elder Wing of Australian Art. And a number of those works are on display for you to enjoy when you come back in at your own leisure. Um, now, I'm speaking today about one work in particular, which is a recent acquisition uh, in our colonial jewellery collection. And it is a remarkable work by one of the best colonial jewellers of the 19th century in South Australia, and it's a work by Julius Schomburg. But I thought I would start and just briefly give you an overview of where we are in Gallery 2. Now, this gallery is filled with works that are considered, I guess, of high material value, like gold, as we'll, we'll explore in a moment, but also works of lesser material value. So things that were used for the everyday, we have baskets, we have a wall of Barossa folk art, everything from everyday pots to uh, furniture. Um, but in this case, we're going to explore colonial jewellery, um, which is very much um, one of the strengths of the gallery's collection. Now, the gallery has collected colonial gold and silver, specifically from South Australia, from many decades now. Um, especially in the, I guess, the second half of the 20th century, um, a lot of the large uh, centerpieces, silver and gold trophies, perns, the very elaborate works made by silversmiths, goldsmiths in the 19th century, became a little bit out of fashion and started entering uh, public institutions. And since that time, the gallery has amassed a really important collection of uh, gold and silver um, by some of the leading makers in the 19th century. Um, we have also worked to acquire key pieces of colonial jewellery. But unlike the centerpieces and the aperns, a lot of jewellery over the years has been kept and inherited by subsequent generations and not always available for acquisition in major institutions. Part of this, I guess, is that they are smaller and a little bit easier to have in your own home. Um, they often have uh, sentimental uh, memories attached to them and therefore inherited from generation to generation. Now, this work is a brooch and it is made by Julius Schomburg, designed probably around the late 1860s. And the work itself 
features a gold frame, and the gold frame depicts scrolling leaves and grapes, and in the centre is a remarkable carved mother of pearl. Now, it's quite an unusual piece in that my feeling is that the pearl was carved back to reveal kind of the layers underneath. And what it actually looks like is that it is far more, I guess, uh, maybe exotic than the shell really is. Um, and we currently have it on display alongside two other important pieces of colonial jewellery from the gallery's collection. Um, and to its left is a mother-of-pearl brooch that was acquired into the gallery's collection um, a number of years ago, um, and it is by J.M. Wendt. Um, it also has a central mother-of-pearl with a gold frame. And to the right of our new acquisition is another work by Julius Schomburg, probably the most iconic piece of colonial jewellery in the gallery's collection. Um, and it is the remarkable bracelet that has uh, kangaroos at its centre. Now, one of the things that we as curators do is we constantly update attributions and provenance relating to our collection. And the work that um, by Schomburg that's been in the collection for a number of years, um, acquired in 1945, has long uh, had an attribution of Julius Schomburg as opposed to a firm um, attribution of knowing it is in fact him. Now, the wonderful thing about the new brooch that we've recently acquired, it is in fact stamped JS for the maker, Julius Schomburg. Now, the new brooch features a, uh, the same scrolling leaf and vine design that we also see on our 1945 acquisition. Now, for the first time, we were able to give our 1945 acquisition a firm attribution that it is, in fact, Julius Schomburg. So this new brooch not only is a remarkable addition to the gallery's collection, but it helps us with a little bit of research, um, a little bit of provenance work that we've been investigating for a number of decades. But back to the original um, brooch, to the new acquisition by Schomburg. Now, this work has been supported by Dr. Jane Vernon Roberts. People who are very familiar with the gallery's collection, you will remember that uh, the Vernon Roberts family have supported the acquisition of contemporary Australian jewellery for many, many decades um, since uh, the early 1990s. Now, Dr. Jane Vernon Roberts is a remarkable woman, a remarkable benefactor for the gallery. Um, and she understands that, uh, I guess, periods and movements in art and design history don't happen in isolation. I think art curators and historians can often make the mistake of speaking to particular movements and forget the interconnectedness of history and of art history. Now, Dr. Vernon Roberts really understands that the colonial jewellery that was made in the 19th century has very much had, I guess, an impact through South Australia 
um, and whether we can actually put our finger on how it has influenced, we know that there is just a great spirit of craft and of the handmade and of exquisite craft and design in South Australia that continues through this day through institutions like the Jam Factory, an array of extraordinary makers in many different materials. I'd like to just talk a little bit back to the artist, the designer himself. Now, Julius Schomburg came to South Australia in the mid-19th century. Like many, um, he was from Saxony, and many people from that region came to South Australia um, fleeing uh, religious persecution um, around that time. And he came with his family. So he's one of three brothers, and you'll be very familiar, anyone who is from Adelaide, with the Schomburg name, but perhaps less familiar with Julius himself, as he seems to be the more elusive of the three brothers. So we have Richard, who is the inaugural curator at the Botanical Gardens. We have Otto, who was the doctor, and Julius. Now, Otto and Richard, uh, if you were to go online and do some research around those two brothers, there are extensive uh, documentation about both of them in regard to their lives and their impact in the early colonial period. But Julius is a little bit more elusive, but he has produced quite a remarkable body of colonial gold and silver uh, centerpieces, trophies, uh, presentation pieces, and in particular, in this case, um, jewellery. He first established, registered his occupation as a goldsmith and established his business around the mid-1850s. He um, worked for himself and he also worked with a number of leading gold and silversmiths from that time, many of them also from a similar part of Germany where he was from. Um, he was born in 1819 in Germany and he later died in the late 19th century in 1893 in South Africa, which contributes to his, I guess, more elusive and um, mysterious life. Now, this work, we first acquired it uh, earlier this year, thinking that it dated to around 1860. But I guess with a number of works of art, when we acquire them, we don't always know their secrets. After we acquired it, as most of our new acquisitions, we sent it to um, photography to be photographed for our online collection. And our photographer realised that there was, in fact, a photograph which sits behind the front pearl piece of the brooch. Now, this photograph looks remarkably like the governor of South Australia at the time, Sir James Ferguson. And his style of dress and his clothing, his hairstyle, his big beard and, and his fashions for the time dates the brooch probably to around the late 1860s, early 1870s, when Ferguson was in fact governor of South Australia. Um, thinking about this photograph inside the brooch, um, you might think that was a strange kind of tradition 
to have photographs within brooches. But of course, the thing about jewellery is that, unlike a centrepiece or a pern, they're very personal pieces. They have, I guess, the public aspect that we are able to see the shell and the gold and very much the wearer would have been known to be someone of wealth. It's a very uh, luxurious piece in itself. But the wearer also has components. I guess they're wearing the brooch with, uh, with personal connection with it. So if you think about in the 19th century where a brooch would have been worn, it would have been worn to the, I guess, around the top of the collar, a high neck, close to the heart, close to the chest where your heart is beating. So these types of um, brooches often had um, connotations of love, connotations of mourning. Um, and so the photograph is likely to be around love. So, you know, there might, I suspect that the brooch would have been worn by either the wife or uh, a daughter, perhaps, of the man in the photograph. And also to the back of the brooch is a remarkable braided hair enclosed in glass. And this was another tradition that was quite popular in the 19th century. Sometimes it is a reflection of the elaborate mourning traditions of uh, 19th century, in particular Victorian England, and very much extended to the colonies and to Australia, that you would either have the braided hair of a loved one or a lost one, um, and again, worn quite close to the heart in, in memory of that person or in love of that person. So this brooch is not only, I guess, uh, quite a um, show-stopping piece in gold and mother of pearl, but it also holds many secrets and it tells stories of the traditions of love and, and, and maybe even mourning. And it adds, I guess, to our colonial jewellery collection in a way that it just has a very strong impact in its design and testament to the remarkable design produced by many German-born silver and goldsmiths in South Australia at that time. But looking at the overall gallery and the display that we have here, it also speaks to uh, personal memories and traditions of, I guess, the big universal human feelings of love and of loss and of the traditions and the habits that we have developed over the years to, I guess, reflect on, on those big, important, um, universal feelings. Now, we are always continuing to build our collection of colonial jewellery because we have got such a remarkable, I guess there was such a remarkable body of work um, that was produced at that time. And of course, in the mid-19th century, in 1851, um, the discovery of gold in Victoria brought uh, large-scale prosperity uh, across the country um, and throughout the colonies. And a lot of gold was brought to South Australia and to Adelaide from Victoria. 
um, and coupled with just an extraordinary number of gold and silversmiths who came to Adelaide, such remarkable works were produced. And many of them, like the bracelet that was acquired in 1945, um, the bracelet that features the kangaroo by Julia Schomburg, suddenly uh, local imagery uh, and motifs were used in jewellery. And I guess one of the things that we often hear in decorative arts history, design history, is that it was the Federation that suddenly pushed Australian imagery and motifs into the forefront of decorative arts and design. But what we see here is, in fact, that many migrant uh, designers in the mid-19th century in uh, South Australia were producing works that depicted um, Australian animals um, and Australian flora and fauna. We are very excited to have this work added to the gallery's collection. And we hope that when you have uh, opportunity to come in, um, you're probably going to be very overwhelmed by not having had access to the gallery in a number of months. But take the time to look at this new acquisition. Um, these works are all about exquisite detail and exquisite design. And I hope you have the opportunity to come in um, and enjoy this remarkable new piece for the gallery's collection. Thank you.